morning, evening, or afternoon. It is Friday. So you know what that means. Black Excellence episode. And for our Black Excellence, let's talk about the opioid crisis. <laughs> I'm Holiday. Princess is here. Princess, man. And let's talk about opioid. Um, this is a Black Excellence episode, so we have to make it glorifying for Black people. Okay, work and this. I feel like <laughs> figure that shit out for me. Then <laughs> I feel like the way we're gonna do this is say, "Hey, we're finally looking at things like heroin that was killing the Black community as a problem for America." Mm. And it's only because white people is fucked up off this shit now. Okay, I'm trying to follow this. And go. Oh, you you, you, try, you still trying to follow? I'm trying to connect the dots here. Like, it's an opioid <laughs> crisis in America. Okay. It's always been an opioid crisis in America, though. Indeed. Because if you go down to New Orleans, if you go to Chicago, what you is? go to all these, you go to New York, heroin is a big thing in these areas. And for anyone listening who do, anyone who ain't a uh, hood... Heron is what black people call heroin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot about that. So, <laughs> yeah, heroin is a big problem. It's, it's a big problem in the black community for a long time. But now, due to people like the Purdue family who um, over-prescribe opioids to people, people like people in the NFL, um, regular families now. Make this to people should happen. <laughs> um. And once they can't get those prescriptions strong enough or the barriers are put in place, they've been turning into heroin. So now it's spilling over into white Imagine that shit. You got a bad back and like a year to later you sucking dicks in the alley for heroin? Yeah. That's probably not happening still, though. I mean, it's 2021. I mean, it's happening now. Like, so it's, it's going back to it. <laughs> That's so the problem. somebody want like... What's that singer, Dem- Demi Lovato? Demi Lovato. Is yeah. that her name? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Her overdose was heroin. So she was she in the corner like sucking dicks now? I don't know. I I would need to go watch some tape. You imagine that shit like you selling you selling drugs to like a big ass celebrity and they they suck your meat for yeah. some drugs. Yeah, that would be a very big self confidence booster. <laughs> like <laughs> they said, that was, that was Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday. Yeah, so sad. Billy Holiday. She's saying how I feel, right? She sung a lot of songs. Uh, I think that's one of her songs. That was I'm not that was Beyonce's character in Cadillac Records, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think it's the same person. So, um, yeah, but in Black Excellence, now that this has gone over to the white community, we're starting to treat it as a real problem. Still don't see how this is Black Excellence. Because it now lays a track for Is it one of those prosperity moments? Is that what you're trying to it's have? It's kind of like that. Okay. It's an I had moment that's going to end up helping the black community over like the next 10 years. Like a that's what you get motherfucker moment? Yeah. Okay. Keep it knowing shit until it gets to your doorstep. Because in America now, it's going to eventually get to your doorsteps. I was watching that. Congratulations. Um, they I, think I don't think I even finished with the first episode of this documentary. But that documentary, Crime of the Century on um, HBO Max. Boy, listen. Purdue, well, y'all, y'all's a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Listen, I've had drug dealers in my family. Some of my homeboys unfortunately sold some stuff. I'm glad you called me family. I've had some homeboys <laughs> that, you know, unfortunately they went down that road. I didn't go, um, I didn't go down that road. I went down the sports road. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they went down that road, got in some trouble in our younger days. Uh, shout out to my homeboy Sabia. Uh, hope he's he... gonna call their names out, huh? He already in jail. Oh, he's still in jail. Yeah, weird too. Every time I look around, he's still in jail. Mm-hmm. I like, I thought he was gonna get like ten years ago, and it's like, no, what's the be? What's the be at, man? I thought he was out. No, he's still in jail. I'm like, really? Damn. I would not have thought that. But anyway, um, yeah, shout out to the homie though. That's my best friend growing up. Um, so. So, how many times have you visited him? None. I'm not willingly going to a jail, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ride him? You put books on his commissary? I know where he at. So, what the fuck? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why my phone got to ring? And I'm going to answer it. Okay, we on now. Yeah, so I'm Sorry for that break, everybody. My son called me, one of my sons. Um, but he hung up on me when I told him I was recording. <laughs> That's not why he hung up on him. Don't lie, don't lie on your son, man. <laughs> All right, what you was about to say, man? All right, so, um, yeah, so because of that, I've known some drug dealers in my life because of relatives and, you know, some of my friends who went down the wrong path, so to speak. I've known drug dealers um, in my life because I sold drugs. Okay, well, I'm just gonna put that. I'm joking. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um. So, the uh, Purdue. Oh, those motherfuckers are whole different animals. Who's like one thing I've noticed because the term drug pusher always confused me mm-hmm. because growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in, guys never pushed drugs; they just right. sold them. Mm-hmm. If you was buying, you was buying, mm-hmm. and I never saw them. Sh- I, I never saw them sell to any children either. Right. Maybe that just happened in some other places, but in the neighborhood I, I grew up in, that never really happened. Guys were just selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Pretty, oh, they was pushing that shit hard. Baby. If I was ever to sell drugs, my rules would be no kids, no women. Listen, they their theme song should have been, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm mm-hmm. that nigga in the alley. I'm your pusher. That should have been a theme song. Like one dude... There's one guy in the, in the documentary. He said he was a um, he was a he was a, a I guess he already recovered at that point. He was a heroin addict, mm-hmm. so he had a high tolerance to opioids. Man, so he heard he heard his back. He was at the hospital, not hospital. He was at the doctor working on his back, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really doing it much. He would give him the steroid injections, what have you. I guess right. the, the inflammation, but it wasn't really helping a whole lot. Um, this man said one of the reps from Purdue was out there, and she was like, um, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Hey, listen, we'll cover all your doctor bills if you got if you just take uh, you know oxycontin. And you know, since he had a high tolerance for opioids, shit, well, well, it wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. So he had to take more and more because they was like, no, just take them until you don't feel the pain anymore. Mm. And the man said it got to the point where he was, it was like he was eating cereal. It took him like a it took him like a half hour to get through like taking as many as he was supposed to take. Right. And it was like, how's this shit legal? Because he said he was like. It was like the uh, equivalent of taking multiple, like, you know, shooting up multiple times a day. Right. And I was like, this shit is not cool. Mm-mm. And y'all, y'all legit pushed this shit on this man. This man wouldn't, he wouldn't have otherwise taken that drug if it wasn't for the fact that he didn't have enough money to cover his doctor bills. Right. So I see why he fell into that, man. But this shit sounds sound fucking vile. Oh, wait till you get to the point that you find out they they used to pay doctors like yeah no, yeah they talked about that already. In the that. eighty pills they'll pay the doctor eight hundred dollars to shoot off an eighty dollar pill. 
That's just fucking crazy. And they had doctors that basically had like walk through clinics where you walk in, you give them some some reason, and they just shoot you a, p- a couple of pills. Yeah. I remember one time my head was in an accident. They tried to grab me Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. And back at that point, even then, it had to like I knew what time it was. Mm-hmm. I said, "Get the fuck out of my face! You just, you better listen. Just give me a shot for the pain right now, mm-hmm. and I just work that shit up myself. I I play football. I can I can deal with pain. Hey, I, when I had my motorcycle accident, and mm-hmm. um, because the day I had my motorcycle accident, we had uh, there were some people that also it was a shootout in, in North Charleston. Yeah. So open wounds has to get they get priority over closed wounds. So even though I had an open book fracture, which means my basically my pelvis was facing the wrong direction. Yeah. Each side of my pelvis is facing the wrong direction. My pelvic vein was busted. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, my so people pelvises are like this. <clears throat> this is where the Patreon people will really like to have video. So a regular pelvis is like this. There's a pelvic band that holds it together. Yeah. But uh, once I had my accident, the woman basically ran me over again after the accident. Um, what the fuck did you do to her? Huh? What the fuck did you do to her? She pulled in front of me. Uh, I T-boned her, and then she tried to get away, and it dragged me under, and she ran me over. So my pelvis was like this on the X-ray. I can't. Listen, this shit. Oh, so they had to go in there and put it back together. So. But it was all inside the body. I didn't have an open wound. So my priority, was they had to take care of the shooting victims first. Yeah. So the day I went in the hospital, I probably got to the hospital about 4 o'clock that afternoon. They couldn't operate on me until I think it was like 10 o'clock the next day. Yeah. Um, And they gave me a morphine drip throughout the night. I'm going to tell you, that, that was a very happy time. <laughs> I felt nothing. As soon as I started feeling pressure, I hit that button. And as soon as I hit that button, night, night. It sounded like she meant to do that shit, though. Well, um, yeah, she was trying to get away. Um, But by the time she drove me, ran me over, um, people was in the way and she couldn't go anywhere, which was crazy because she tried to get away, but her job was right there. Like, she hit me. And ran me over in front of her job. Well, I hit her, and then she ran me over in front of her job. She was at fault because she turned in front of me and slammed on her brakes. So I can hit her. Yeah, I do feel she like a minute. That was huge. You're like, oh, we know what hit you. That was that bitch, Carol. Yeah, but <laughs> but a morphine, the morphine trip though. Yeah, you're silly. So I understand. I think that's the only. Well, I've taken oxycotton for um, surgery and stuff, but it it doesn't. Anytime I get it, I, it just sits there. Um, pain relief. It, I would rather feel pain. Therefore, it tells me because I'm gonna rehab. Pain, yeah, because pain lets you. Know I need wrong. the pain yeah. to tell me to stop. Yeah, because when they be putting you on that stuff and they they give you all this like NFL players, right? Um, when they did my elbow, um, I have to. I got a titanium um cap around my elbow. Yeah. And it screwed into my bones and stuff like that. But I had to go to rehab for my elbow. So they was like, how soon do you want to do this? Like, we have the eight-week plan. We have the two-week plan. <laughs> and then I was like, I want the two-week plan. So the woman just took my shit and forced it straight. And I screamed. She was like, that's the two-week plan. I said, well, I want the eight-week plan. 
<laughs> Let's work this thing out slowly. <laughs> know what I'm saying? So, but she already but, straightened it out. Yeah, she had straightened it out. But when she did, it popped back. Like it's like basically what what happens is it was it was in a sling so long it atrophied. That basically, I atrophied. I had to get the muscles and all that stuff working again. But um, the problem with that was like. In the NFL and stuff like that, because that's how they do it in sports. Okay, you want to get back on the field, you want to make these millions of dollars, we got to go to fast track. They put them in so much pain in therapy, then they give them all these pills. Or they give them all the pills and put them through the stuff that should be painful, but it's not that much painful because they high as hell. High as a motherfucker. Yeah, so, but, like... I like to rehab. When I rehab, I like to feel what I'm doing so that I can know I need to stop. All right, and that that's the way I deal with things. Yeah, I think enough. You're saying, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because like I said, I don't know about the whole knowing I've stopped thing, but I know when I'm, I know when this shit's right. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that and same then, issue actually my back of my heel or like recently, and like I knew I was good because that shit wasn't hurting anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even now, like I deal with um a bunch of knee pain from messing up my knee, a, f- a few months ago, but I would rather. Um, not take the medicine so I can know when I need to start rehabbing it. But however, and this thing that you're talking about, Purdue is is, is a very bad entity. That whole family is a bit, very bad entity in this. I mean, it was fucking partying in that company too. Like they had like little uh, get-togethers, mm-hmm. which I was I was never a fan of. Like, that's my job is motivation enough for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a self-starter. But um, and I all mean, the meanwhile, and you was dishing out bonuses and shit. Bonuses, all the millions of dollars, yeah. all the millions of dollars, and that's why I was saying. Um, I I did. Well, you know, I, I erased my on um, Facebook things after they've been on for so long. Yeah, my comments, uh, my posts. But one of the things I said a long time ago was, <laughs> sorry, bitch. One thing I said a long time ago was. What we do is, um, when Purdue um, did all of that stuff, they kept changing the formula whenever they patent would run out. They would change the formula so they could still have a proprietary yeah. supplement. That's common though now. I yeah. Think. yeah. And none of the laws could actually get to them because they had good lawyers. And then I was like, what that teaches you is if you want to sell a drug, get a patent on it. Get some good lawyers, and you'll be meeting that soon. A being that soon. Yeah. Same thing with all this weed industry stuff. They they when they start putting patents on weed, which it no longer makes it leak on um, natural, yeah. but they put patents on weed. They get lawyers, and they allowed to manufacture all that shit. And now weed is legal in what eleven states, twelve states now. It's crazy, man. Just how people just fucked up the concept of medicine. Yeah, that's what most drugs really are. Just medicine. Yeah, like. I think that the being the biggest problem with like you know what what opioids is that you decide to take the shit concentrated as opposed to take the shit like you know right. in the plant itself because the plant probably actually has you know balancing characteristics mm-hmm. like you know you might feel a little you know whatever from chewing on the coca leaf mm-hmm. but you ain't about to be you know you ain't about to be fucking powerful and take over the plant take right you ain't about to own this town woo <laughs> and even the opium plant. I think it, I think they said it's still pretty strong in its natural face, yeah. Um, but it's still nothing like what you're shooting up in your arm. By the time, by the time they get it to the point, 
of getting on that spoon and melting down, yeah. it's a whole different thing. That's fucking crazy. Um, I mean, I guess I'm fortunate. I never, drugs never appealed brown to me. Sugar, baby. Drugs never really appeal. Uh, the concept never appealed to me. Right. Like I never like. I mean, I don't even drink. Um, I don't like the you idea. You don't drink or you don't drink much. I don't drink. So you know, me and my wife. I started a whole diet today. Um, my wife and I also stopped drinking for until our next anniversary, which is basically a year from now. That's up. So like me, you're a teetotaler. A who? Teetotaler. Uh, okay. Yes. Basically, you don't do any drugs or drink or anything like that. Um, Correct. White boys call it straight edge. Uh, teetotalers are teetotalers are old term. But anyway, uh, I'm um, a teetotaler. So, do, can you lick ass and still be a teetotaler? Yeah, can. Okay, I'm a teetotaler. Um, but is this that whole idea of being in like an altered state of mind and mm-hmm. like or not being in control of myself? That's how I do. I'm like that. Yeah. The one thing I'd hate is to wake up in like in a jail cell, not knowing what the fuck I did. And the biggest thing about it with me is I feel like from where I grew up at, I don't want to waste time. From where I come from, yeah, I don't want to waste time. Yeah, you think if about I'm it. You drunk and drunk, all, that's yeah, a lot, yeah, that's right. a lot that's of time that time. I'm wasting to get to where I need to get to. And my thing, too, is like, at least with drinking, motherfuckers don't seem to do the shit to have fun. Like, I remember when I was in college, this guy, um, they, I watched him carry this guy out of it because they was drinking like... I, I don't know. Like, were they drinking in the dorm room? Were they drinking? Were they already drunk and they came back to the, I don't know. I remember them carrying this guy to his room. And I was thinking, what was the fuck even, what is even the point of being that drunk? Like, you could be blacked out and carried to your room. Right. Never mind the shit that could be happening to you while you blacked out. Because mm-hmm. people get fucked up, they get fucked up for some reason. Yeah, and it's like, you you don't even enjoy being drunk. I just, I just, uh, I just don't get it. I don't get that. Never did. Yeah, it's like at least I figured like if I'm gonna, if you're gonna be inebriated, you just want to enjoy whatever the feeling you're getting. But um, I I don't get it, and I understand the concept of maybe you're running from some type of pain. I understand that too, but I mean that's more of a I guess a self help thing, psychological thing. Um, although I understand that in certain I understand that in certain extents of certain things though, like um like players in the NFL who get popped for weed back when the NFL was still testing right. for it. Like I never got that. Oh, they don't test for it no more. The last collective bargaining agreement, the players stupidly settled for that instead of selling for something like a stronger CBA. Mm-hmm. You know, one where, you know, hey, you get fully guaranteed contracts. Right. You get special considerations for running back, seeing as their job is pretty much being annihilated every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, you can't just be, you know, keeping people out of the fucking league just because they have a difference of opinion. Mm. Stuff like that, you yeah. think, things you think you would want, mm-hmm. but I don't care about that. They just want to smoke weed. You want to smoke herb, and I get that because herb is, you know, it's a painkiller. It's natural, natural, even though it got patents on it. But my thing is, um, <laughs> but you get those guys who like the league keeps telling you, hey, we're going to test for this shit, and it's and as I understand it, the league isn't exactly when they were testing for it. It wasn't like they were always like, hey, I, I want to catch you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the league kind of I understand. Sometimes it was like a little wink, wink, nudge, like, hey, hey, we may be coming. In a couple of weeks to test you, you may want to get mm-hmm. the shelter system. Um, but you get those guys just like, man, I just want to smoke weed. It was like, bro, what is weed doing for you that millions of dollars can't do? Right. Because again, I'm not saying I'm a conformist, but I'm not fucking up my bag. Right. Especially when I got the bag, I'm in the league. Especially when I'm, I can be on like Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant, who's played for the Steelers, this motherfucker's on the cusp of being a star. 
Mm-hmm. Like, people talk a lot about Antonio Bryant. Martavis Bryant was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, I mean. Martavis Bryant was pretty good. Josh Gordon was great. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon had Hall of Fame written on him. Mm-hmm. They can't stop smoking that weed. I'm like, if you if it's a pain thing, say that. I would get that. Like, if you like, hey, because a lot of players are making an argument. We would rather use cannabis, can, like CBD or cannabis, whatever the fuck you call it, because it's a non-invasive way of man, man, managing pain mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, Shoot me up with opioids. Mm-hmm. I would get that. that was, that's a, that's a strong argument. But if the league keeps saying, man, listen, don't smoke the herb because we're going to test you for it. And if we test you for it, we're going to suspend you. If we suspend you, you ain't getting your bag. Because that, every suspension extends your contract. Right. So Martavis Bryant, Josh Gordon, they were still on their rookie contract for the longest. Mm-hmm. Your rookie contract, you ain't, unless you were a top whatever pick, you ain't making a whole lot of money. Right. Comparative, relatively speaking. So I, I, didn't, I never got that. So... I don't know, but like, like player fly said, I got my habits intact. Can't have them holding me, holding me back. If you, as long as you ain't hurt nobody, I think everybody should do what they be able to do what they want in life. But mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't. I don't like the idea of something having control over me. Right. And on that note, and also because I have to use the bathroom, I'm not fucking up my bag. We're gonna have to go. Speaking of bags, um, Bill Gates' ex-wife, cinema ex-wife, holla at me, man. Come on, we can be happy together. Oh, she ain't hit you up since Wednesday. She ain't hit me up yet, man. Mm. All right, <laughs> guys, you can find me at www.distractionnetwork.com. Uh, there you can find everything that we do. You will also find a link to our Patreon, which will show video, depending on your tier. Um, you? Find me at Manson Musa the Seventh on both Twitter and Instagram, and Roy Tez on Twitch and Discord. Melinda Gates, we can be so happy together. <laughs> Until next time, take care. Be you don't safe. Love you like I do. Hollow. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright, cause I'm on the grind.